All right. All right. So let's go ahead and go. So good afternoon, good evening, good morning. This is Drums and Rums. I'm Paul, and this is a podcast about where the backbeat meets the spirits. Uh, discussion about drums, musicians, lovers of music, and as well as the sweet nectar of sugarcane products. Here today with me, uh, my guest is Kirk's good friend of mine and, and to the podcast. Uh, I've known him for over, almost 20 years now, and we have have been involved in on and off little projects, music things. He's kind of, I always refer to my, my bass guy, right? Um, so ha- welcome to the show, Kirk. Hello, hello. Uh, nectar. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I was trying to I'm looking for something, you know, sugar cane, sweet nectar, oh, sweet okay, nectar of sugar cane, I guess. So we'll we'll have a future podcast about the history of rum and how that was all how it came about. But uh, I guess well, nectar comes from like for tequila, right? Agave comes from there. Uh, okay, yeah, maybe we'll work okay. on that, right? <laughs> so, um, so like I said, Kirk's uh, known Kirk for for quite many years. And been mostly a guy that plays many different interesting, different type of creativity. Uh, he'll talk about, I'm sure, about some of those things. And, you know, he's got a lot of interest in music. He's got a lot of passion, a lot of different styles, uh, as well as different projects he's always working on. So, Kirk, um, so how did you get the music bug starting off? That's a good question. Uh where did I get it? I, you know, it was probably my parents. Um, it was kind of funny. It's like every time you get into a, a band and you start talking about music, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, my parents were into the Beatles and my parents were into Led Zeppelin. And, you know, I, I think my parents were into the, or my mom was into the Beatles, but it, it was more of Michael Jackson. It was more of uh, Phil Collins is mm-hmm. like the, you know, number one. Um, so I mean, it was it's pro- you know like most people, it's probably from from my parents. Um, I didn't get into I mean, music. I had a, a friend down the street that was uh, in band, mm-hmm. so I kind of got interested in the saxophone. But it wasn't until college. I think it was my cousin had a uh, an old guitar that he got, mm-hmm. and that was kind okay. of exciting. And so went out and grabbed one of those free credit cards that they uh, advertise <laughs> usually on the side of campus. It sounds and, like a musician story. Already, yes, right? I got yeah. five, 500 bucks uh, max on that yeah. credit card. I think I only had paid like 200 bucks for uh, for a little combo and uh, wanted, a play, wanted a bass for some reason and just kind of fell in love with it. Okay, interesting. Now, did you do any music in school, elementary, middle school, high school, any of those things? Just or? saxophone. Okay. So, um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go to public school, so my my friend was in public school, and he had the trumpet, which I thought was really cool. Um, and so I really wanted to play something while he was doing the the trumpet. So I started doing saxophone lessons until okay. that was just in middle school, and then high school football and everything else sports came into play. And right. So I just put right. that off to the side. Any anywhere along the line where you know getting into music or buying that bass guitar was it for the for the girls or is that at that at that point yet? No. Your, your young life. No, or, no. Yeah. I, I guess I wasn't <laughs> rock and roll enough for that. Uh, I just I, there was some sort of um, I don't know when I when I saw you know when I take saxophone lessons and I would look at the the different instruments on the wall while I was waiting to play. Mm-hmm. They always looked scary. It looked like it wasn't something that you could that was attainable. Right. 
So it was really that uh, mystery of like how how do you like figure this out? Like right. how do, how do you play this? So when you when you played those first couple of notes was a smoke on the water it's kind of like you know that was a magical thing that's right i'm playing something <laughs> i know that people know what it sounds like yeah yep. that's always that's always a great one so yeah i think there's uh and we're 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 about roughly the same age so i yep. think you know you mentioned a couple uh uh, artists from from as you were growing up and, and they were in that time frame and i think probably it'll be arguable argu- arguable that any generation, any era, you know, age, etc., where your your you know a person's music style growing up was the best and always and so forth. Whether yep. it was maybe a parents of you know people of our parents, you know, generation, the Beatles and the Stones and, and so forth, or the seventies, maybe not as much disco, but the eighties. Obviously, eighties is still a very influential thing today. And, oh yeah, and so forth. I think you know, even for my kids, we just happened to see a trailer for the Wonder Woman movie, and they were it was based in nineteen eighty four. So of course, lots of great eighties music is going to be probably in that movie. And I think a lot of movies have got that. But I think that MTV was also probably big during that time frame as well too. I don't I don't know what it is, but I feel like I appreciate eighties music more now than I did right. growing up. Like I mean there was a couple of artists that I liked, but I really wasn't into, you know, the uh, new wave and things like that. But now I hear those songs and it's right. you know, locked in and, and trying to find out like, you know, oh who was that band and what are the bands that are like them and exploring catalogs yeah. and things like that. I think that's the great thing about yeah even though the debates over artists making money from making music nowadays with digital versus back how it used to be, but I think as a music uh, a person that is just into music, that there's so much open doors now to even know and learn about other bands or other type of genres or it, you know because of the internet or all the digital streaming services now, you can just say play this genre and find out. Oh, uh, that's a pretty cool band. That we've never kind of heard of. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that's always interesting is um, thinking that you know a lot about music and then missing an entire genre or an entire gap. And then learning about artists that were playing, you know, while you you were growing up and like, how did I miss this music? And how did I miss these artists? So discovering them and going backwards, it's always fun. Especially when you find something, uh, you can get on a kick for... uh, on it for a while. Now, I, I do recall seeing something about an article where, on average, most people at a certain age and maybe the late in their late twenties, they stop listening to newer music and they have their encapsulated type of musicians and artists that they're kind of stuck in, if you want to call it that. Um, but you know, do you, you still you seem you have still a very wide open. You're not you're not kind of. Narrow, narrow-minded there on new music that's not outside the '80s, '90s, or your not at all, not at all, years. and and I'm not, and I'm even open to uh, pop, pop music. Right. You know, I like to listen to like uh, was it Billie Eilish? You know, mm-hmm. I like um, some of the density and some of the ways that those songs are put in. Right, I, they can get a little repetitive, the same song over and over again, but definitely uh, an interesting. Uh, artist and you know some pretty cool songs and so I'm I'm very open to music. I I did hit a uh, a brick wall probably about 15 years ago. Now it's surprising it was that long, but 
where I was, I just didn't feel like I, I knew where music was. And it ended up, I was, uh, I reconnected with the same friend that played the trumpet. Okay. Uh, reconnected with him. And uh, he bas- he gave me a thumb drive of uh, jam band music. Okay. And I didn't really pick it, pick up on it at first. You know, I think like everybody else, you just kind of start playing that music and you're just like, it just sounds like the same thing over right, and over again. Right, yeah. But I had nothing better to listen to, so I just kept listening to it and listening to it, and then all of a sudden it clicked and I got it, and uh, and yeah, so I've been you know not only just kind of the regular music, the the jam band scene, like all those different uh, different bands, and that's kind of what's funny is, you know, really loved Mo Humphrey McGee. And then I look at the albums and the songs that I'm listening to, and they're from like the '90s, and I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what a time warp!" Yeah, no, that's and I think that's uh, the, right. The great opportunity you learn, you meet new people, you go see live music or support local music, or you meet, you know, again, especially I think through uh, through the musicianship part of it too, is that when you are you know playing in other bands or jamming or whatnot, that you get to get a little bit of taste of other things that you may never have been. Oh, absolutely. But you may have all have a common goal, but yet it's like, oh, yeah, I, I, like you said, this, you know, like a lot of the jam bands. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great, that's an interesting point. So, I don't know. Um, so also, so we're talking, we've got a little bit of music here and here on uh, drums and rums. And so far we've been talking, you know, uh, music. Uh, so I think we had just got talking a little bit about the other part of it here is why we're uh, going through our conversation is, you know, we have a nice bottle of rum from Mexico, and it is a 46% alcohol by volume. And it is, name is European, I'm probably saying it wrong, single blended rum. So this is something that I happened to catch my eye and thought, all right, well, this is going to be something interesting to try out. Um, what I did find interesting on the bottle, it says it's distilled and bottled by, um, let's see, in, here it is, imported by Heavy Metal Premium Imports. So that's oh, pretty go. cool. It's not spelled exactly how metal is, but I think you get the you know get the gist of it. So, can I ask you a question? By design, was it to put me at the lower chair? Because I feel like this is a job interview that so, I'm like down. This here. could be, you know, I, I I may have openings, you know, in this in this uh, my uh, venture, you know, my empire of. Uh, I feel like I'm so, looking up, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, sir, yes. Do I have, uh, oh, there you go. That's there as far as I can go now. So we're, <laughs> let me get you a book. Uh, <laughs> I know. I do think I need a book or something. So uh, no, not by design. Actually, the couch folds out. Actually, so, oh, there you yeah, go. So if you get a little drink too much, then you just fold out the couch and and so forth. Uh, so so we'll go ahead and give this a try. Um, again, it's. Something that I have never have never seen before and never tried, and uh, we'll go ahead and try it with a little bit of ice, and then we'll take it and try it with a little bit of water. Um, this is available in most of your big box wine and spirit store. It is also about runs you about twenty five. Here, just a little bit more. Yep, yep. Twenty five to about thirty dollars. So. Probably give it a little a little smell here. There you go. A little bit of ice. I'm not sure Ooh. how it smells. That is different. So again, it's it's Mexican rum. Most people are mostly familiar with rums from the Caribbean. Right, rums right. In in this part, lower part of the the uh, the U.S. and the Caribbean. This definitely does have a different different. It's system. got like a little orange, like a more citrus okay. to it. 
got a nice smooth taste to it. Okay. Yeah, it's got it's pretty good. It's not too it's not too harsh. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So, and I don't, and I'm, I'm. Just, I could definitely drink. I mean, you know, we before, before the podcast, I'm like, Paul, where's the Coke? Where's the Diet Coke? You know, are we making rum and cokes? <laughs> no, we're just gonna drink it. You know, that's it, right? Sometimes. And so I was a little hesitant on that. You know, thinking that as I was gonna drink it, gasoline was be going down my uh, gullet. <laughs> but uh, no, this is pretty good. This is uh, this is pretty smooth. Okay. So, so we'll uh, we'll. We'll go through and finish our uh, our beverages and keep going, and we'll try a little bit more, maybe a little bit more smooth or just straight with no ice. So yeah, sometimes I think again mixing drinks and finding the right things, and especially when you go into a big box store looking at what do you want to try something different. Do you always stay a certain keeping your comfort zone? Again, it's like music, I think, right? Right. Is you stay in your comfort zone, you like your certain styles, but then you, maybe you don't have that opportunity to get exposed to certain things unless you're maybe at a party or an event or a restaurant or something else where you get that chance where you wouldn't normally go there, right? Right. Um, so, I, again, I think you know music has a very similar sense to that, too, until you get exp- try it out. I think bourbon and scotch is my jam band. I just haven't had enough of it to where it finally clicks. Um, I drink it, right. but it's not... I, I, I'm a bit jealous when I see other people enjoying a bourbon or a scotch and like where they really are just like, oh, this is the greatest thing right. ever. And I'm sitting here going, I'll take a sip and I'm like, nah, I can tolerate it, but this right. isn't... I've One time I've had where I was having scotch and it was in New York. And of course we had a bunch of beers beforehand. Right. So yeah. it kind of like puts a, puts a different state of mind, but had a scotch and it tasted like butter and it was like you know right. that was that's what was really cool about it but i haven't been able to to find that again um but that's definitely you know when you're talking about spirits uh that's my area where every once in a while i'll try it and i'll do it but you know i'm gritting my teeth and i just haven't it just hasn't come to me yet. right the notes haven't come to me there yet you, go, you know yeah. but everything else is all good <laughs> especially yeah i think it's with with bourbons or or you know I, I I agree, and maybe it's the type or maybe it's the again the setting. There's always like you know, oh yeah, you know, yeah, it always does it. If you're, if you're out out and having a good time, I think I think your environment and is also can have a big uh, influence on the uh, you know maybe it's a type of meal even you're having. Again, I think it's right. sometimes it can be like that. So but. Yep. Yeah, so this is this is pretty you know pretty good. Again, I think of uh, you know again most people are just going right to whether it's the daiquiris or just throwing the rums in there and have no no idea or the rum and cokes or the uh, the different spice rums and so forth. Yeah. So speaking of spice rums, what do you prefer? Do you like to go with a clear rum or do you like a spiced? Well, I I think I like I I like. I've used to do a lot of spice rums, the Captains and the Sailor Jerry's. It's just to kind of name some of the. Oh, you that's know, a dangerous one, but a good one. Right, right. <laughs> um, but what I also think is interesting is, again, the clear rums. You know, is there any some mental aspect of it's uh, less calories or it's a little clearer? You know. Uh, um, but I think I find the spice rums sometimes can tend to be add additional sweetness. Especially yeah, if you know if you're adding it to some sort of mixer. Um, now, 
and probably at some at some point maybe we'll maybe uh, we'll, we'll review. Uh, Sammy Hagar's got beach bum rum, and the first time I've had it, um, it was very different. Just the taste of it, and even trying to mix it again as a good bottle of rum. Here I'm mixing Diet Coke with it or something, and I know probably very sacrilegious, but it was even still had a very different taste even with mixing it, and. Really what it came down to was because it was made from Hawaiian sugarcane as opposed to Caribbean. You know, the, there's different parts of the world have, just like anything, right? Scotches are like that too, right? Right, right. You have scotches that are very peaty or the use the salt of, you know, of the North Sea or these, or whiskeys and the barrels and however they make them. I think there's always a little different, different location. So. so if you, and here's another thing that's, I'm I'm pretty religious when it comes to rum. I'll usually do a diet coke because I like to just uh, you know uh, keep the sugar content a little bit down. Even though you're you know it's probably right. worse for you to drink the, the diet, uh, right. artificial yeah. stuff. Um, if coke is not or a diet coke's not in the picture, or so let's just say soda's not in the picture, what's your go-to for a mixer with rum? So lately, I've started to again to try to keep away from the sugars and the sweetness i've just gone with like a a sweet or unsweet tea interesting i noticed that i saw you do that one time and uh, i was like all right well i'm not you know i'm trying to stay calorie whatever again you know i definitely ain't working it all calories yeah Yeah. working out for me (laughs) so i mean i should just stop it you know but maybe mentally psychologically uh you know maybe a little bit of that and a little bit of uh Lemon, you know, again, the sometimes the sweet tea is can be too sweet for me, yep. just on its own. I'm a like if I'm gonna go with clear, it's usually gonna be uh, a good vodka with a club soda and yep. a, and a lime or a lemon, something like that. And that's usually uh, heading on to going to the beach, maybe even right, go to light. Jupiter Beach right, Resort yeah. and just yeah. you know more of like that day drinking, sipping type of right. thing. Even though vodka can get you in trouble. Um, <laughs> It's uh, there's enough going on, you know, going and doing the, like a beach thing where you're not gonna. It right. actually it's better. I, I feel like I can do it better uh, doing it that way than if like trying to drink beer or something like right, that. Right, right. Yeah, because because right because beers can be a little heavy, especially out in the sun and you're and it's just the, the carbonation and so forth. At least with some of this, it's a little bit a little bit more potent. So you got to kind of still watch it. But I think and I just was reading with all the. Uh, all the news about the stock market and because of the coronavirus and, and, and Anheuser-Busch, or I am Bev, I guess it's now, they had some, not a really great end of the year last year and not doing so good even this part of the year. Some of it, obviously, they're losing out a lot of uh, dollars in their Asian uh, side of the I am beverage that they have because you know in China they have a lot of people there a lot of drinking a lot of Anheuser Busch products means if there's people aren't going out socializing that means a lot of things are going to start taking. You mean they're not all drinking seltzer uh, Uh, drinks? That's the other thing they said in the report was in the U.S. they're starting the hard seltzers are creeping into. That's why you see now Bud Light has a hard seltzer. It just just came out. I feel and I'm probably totally wrong, but I feel like the seltzer market. As much as I love seltzers, and I and I will conf- nor confirm nor deny if I've ever had one of those seltzer type drinks, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it, they're decent, or I've heard they're decent. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't know, um, 
but still, a mixed drink's a mixed drink. There's just something to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I do think uh, that the, it's, a, it's a bit of a fad, um, and I feel like uh, a lot of the uh, liquor industry is, or even just the beer, you know, the alcohol industry is a little bit, uh, you know, late to the market yeah. uh, in terms of that. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see if yeah. it's a, I mean, look at, uh, you know, there's probably not many people that remember, we remember, like, look at all the Zima, Zima yeah, and uh, yeah. all the uh, wine coolers back in the it's days, right? The, it's, another, it's another it's uh, another version of a wine cooler. And, yeah, it's the Zima was the, the the king started. It all started there. Your Smirnoffs or your Bacardi Silvers. Yeah, yep. I don't even know if they even make them anymore. But, yeah, you're right. It's interesting. It's all, wait, this isn't really anything new. Whether it's packaged a little better, maybe it's a little bit product is a little bit better it's not as harsh because i was i think remember now, now you got me now you got i'm going next time i find myself at a liquor store i'm gonna be looking for wine coolers there now. you go right bartles and james right it's the guys i don't know i forgot i forgot the guys <laughs> names bartles and james maybe that's their name bartles, nostalgic maybe bartles, there'll yeah. be like some retro uh yeah. wine cooler you can we, hey, we can just go and set up our own little booth in there and just uh you and know, have a couple wine coolers that's there right yeah just have our under i'm comfortable like, I, hey, I, I'm excuse me what are you doing here it's like oh we're just hanging out drinking you know in a liquor store uh, drums and wine coolers. Yeah, drums and wine coolers. Drums insert whatever, right? <laughs> you know, trombones and wine coolers. Who knows, right? Uh, so yeah, so I think that's that's interesting. Is is that you you said is how you kind of got to where you are currently at, right? Um, so what what you've already kind of mentioned a little bit about the jam bands and so forth, but and Billie Eilish is. But what would be on your playlist today, if you know? Um, I think you're a podcast guy as well, so you do a lot of your driving, you listen to podcasts and so forth. But other than you know that, what is... Uh... I zigzag a lot. I'll have, uh, I'll have Tool Fridays every okay, once in a while, okay, kind of okay. charge up ready yeah, for the weekend. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, weekend. Um, usually, you know, some uh, Pandera. So I had to, So what's funny is I had this whole playlist on my phone and I nuked it because I needed space. I had way too, much, too many pictures and videos of my kids on there. And um, so I've been coming back to, uh, you know, more of the subscription-based music okay. and just letting that go, um, starting with Mo and then kind of branching out. What's funny is I didn't realize, this is what's this is the second or third time I've started a playlist starting with Mo, hmm. but there is a strong correlation, and the computers are doing it, a strong correlation between Mo and Bob Marley. Hmm. And it just, it's hilarious because every time... Mo will be like four songs in, and then all of a sudden a Bob Marley song will pop in, and I'm like, "All right, this is awesome." And then I, so you know, thumbs up on Bob Marley, right. and next thing you know, it's jam band and reggae right. going back and forth. So, I, I don't know. It's it's it, it's all um, depends on the you know like everybody else. It all depends on the mood. I mean, I'm even, and this is you know the curse of my parents, but <laughs> I enjoy it as smooth jazz. Okay, There's yeah. just something that maybe, and then maybe that was the introduction into jam bands, but right. uh, uh, I can turn on smooth jazz, and it could be, usually it's a Sunday morning thing with some coffee, but secretly I could listen to smooth jazz by the pool drinking, I can listen to smooth jazz at night with a fire, but usually I keep it to the to the morning because I'm a little scared that I, you know, what, what too much smooth jazz could be too. There could be a very detrimental <laughs> issue going on. <laughs> so this is your. Game. I might start wearing. Your, I might start wearing game? loafers oh, and wearing okay. uh, a sports jacket oh, uh, every day. So 
I try to I try to limit my smooth jazz, you know, to make sure I don't get myself into trouble. Oh. But so. uh, but yeah, I, you know, it's um, I'm always seeking. I, I I love to hear new things, new ways stuff that happens. Um, I there's a lot of genres that I still haven't explored, um, especially kind of in the, like the electronica area. Uh, heard a couple of artists have been wanting to kind of get into some of the EDM areas of you know some of the music that that's out there but just haven't it just hasn't popped up yet right but um, you know I there's something back to the 80s with the synthesizer that just there's some sort of mystique there that I want to you know explore more right so that's interesting you talk about the the streaming services and the songs that kind of pop up and based on uh, you start off a playlist or start off with one artist and again not going to plug any one streaming service but I think we all you know, know there's a lot out there oh, of course some of the main ones but yeah you put your one artist in and then yeah and then automatically some somewhere else somewhere along the line who likes who likes Mo also somehow is like a lot of Marley in the algorithm so since I think that's interesting you know kind of maybe talk about you know and you have an IT background um, so and you know uh, not gonna get into you know your work stuff uh, but you know I know you have an IT background but I guess how how all this machine learning all this AI and all those things that go into how to go from Moda bar Marley you know right you know you know and so so back to the streaming services I found so looking back and saying okay where have I found most of my new music mm. Unfortunately, it's been through SiriusXM, through okay. the jam band, because they curate the um, the playlist. Okay. So I do think that there's a bit more of a humanized way of, of, Influence of influencing still. with okay. playlists that I think I find I, ex- um, I find I explore a little bit more of versus the computer. Uh, computer just tries to keep satisfying the same thing. Like, oh, they thumbs up. Okay, I'm going to try to find something that's exactly cookie cutter to right. what I've already heard. Whereas with some of the curated type of, um, of music, uh, you know, whoever's selecting the music, they like to push the, the envelope a little bit here and there. And so every once in a while you'll get a little nugget and then you can take that and start exploring it and looking for other things. Like I don't think, you know, listen to SiriusXM, uh, uh, and this was a couple years ago. Uh, Talk was one of them. T A U K. Maybe probably mm-hmm. pronouncing it wrong. Uh, they don't sing. It's just all kind of like prog rock jam band. Okay. And um, I've never heard that come through any of my subscription. You know, uh, you know other things, but through the um, through Sirius, you know, with their jam band, they right. they would throw that out. It was only one song, but just caught my ear. Grabbed it, and then that ran. I probably probably ran that three bands in. Uh, buying songs off of you know them plus a couple of other bands that right. were in that same kind of uh, that genre. Mm. So, yeah, I, I've I'm probably you know not not controlling very well, but I Kirk right as well as subscribe got a subscription to Sirius XM. So a lot of listening and jumping around at stations and so forth, and as well as just recently went ahead and started a subscription with Apple Music. I've just, been resisting. I, I don't. And, I, and, and I'll tell you, here's why. Right? Is uh, I need to. I, I know it's going to happen. It's I'm just. Strange. I'm holding out. So, but you don't. So you. So you don't subscribe. So you're, you're the. Fr- you're the free. Uh, the free guy on all your streaming services, other than the XM. But I pay. So what happens is, 
I'm a free, you know, I use all the free services of discovering the music, but then once I find music, I still like to okay. buy. So I like, I'll go out, I don't like using my credit card, even though it's still all coming from the same place. Right. I'll go buy like yeah, a iTunes. 15 or $25 iTunes right. and load it up on my, on my phone and then, you know, may have like a little drink or something and then go searching for music and buying it. I, I just still like having, owning something, even though yeah, it's yeah. digital. Um, maybe that's kind of the old schoolness of it. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And look, it's come back. It's right. A, the albums and I don't think cassettes have come back. Well, you, know, uh, but, you know, Christmas this year, my daughter got, and this is what's hilarious, my daughter goes and she wants a, uh, a vinyl record player. So she gets a vinyl record player. And what's the first vinyl record she gets? Corn. I'm like, come on. That was my band. She stole my band from me. But she's played corn so much now that I was a big corn head back in the day. Right. That now I'm like, all right, you that's that's your band yeah. now. <laughs> it's And a, I know people hate new metal, but I, I still have a passion for it. It's so. well it's funny because I'm not ashamed of it. I'll right. call it out. I I was I that was a uh, what was it like uh ninety nine to two thousand one. Mm-hmm was uh, there were some really cool bands that came out. Of course, just like anything, it got ruined. We're just kind of like stockpiled over and over and over again. But there was some cool stuff. You know, maybe Metallica's band, you know, drumming wasn't the greatest on that, uh, whatever that um, was, a St. Anger. Yeah, okay. uh, St. Anger or whatever it was. Right. um, But there's still some good nuggets out there. Um, We'll leave it at that. Hey, you know what? You get your music out there, and it gets sold and played and made. And as I say, would you rather be a a one hit wonder or a no hit wonder, right? And so, but no, I mean they're definitely that's a band that's was not a one hit wonder by any means. Oh, they're still going yeah, strong too, right? And they're still doing it. And um, and I think even you know we were at that concert last year with Oh yeah, Corn and Allison Chains. Awesome, awesome. And, you know, and I still think back. I'm like, wow, Allison Chains versus Corn, and Corn was the headliner. But yeah, Allison Chains a lot, you know. But the reach, you know, because yeah, Corn had a huge reach. You know, the more of the masses, I think. And honestly, than... I still love their first album. And if and when um, you know going in and doing some recording. And sometimes they'll ask, you know, what's your favorite album that you like sonically, you know, Mm -hmm. for like a recording. As much as it doesn't work for any other music, I love the recording of that first album. It's it's messy, but it's so good. It's just there's some. I mean, it's just like uh, Beastie Boys' "Check Your Head." When I first heard that, I'm like, why is this so staticky, you know? (laughs) But now I. You know, I couldn't live without that, that like that yeah. sound quality right. to it, and it's like that's another one with with Korn's first album. It's just the bass and the drums, and the way that the the snare and the bass really just break through. Um, you know that it's it's a great album uh, for that. Cool. So speaking of Beastie Boys, I got I got I'm going to beat you to a question. I think you're going to ask. Okay. All right. So, um, like first album. Oh. So I gotta, I gotta throw this out. This are, you gotta, asking, are you asking me questions? No, I'm no, gonna, oh, I'm gonna okay. tell you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer the question, okay. and then I'll throw it back to you. Because okay. I was thinking through this, because I was thinking hard. I'm like, what was the first, my first album? So, okay. And the story's kind of funny, or at least now, I think now, it's now funny. Now we're saying that interrupt, but you're saying album actual. 
CD, or we just still call the affectionately an album? It may or may not have been a cassette. Okay. I can uh, confirm nor deny okay. uh, <laughs> that it might have been a plastic with with uh, with some tape. So, and this is and this is probably again. You guys have already heard that I like corn. I like smooth jazz. So this will just put the final nail in the coffin right. of like kicking me out can't, of the of the music community. Do we have a drum roll. So, so I was. I've always been a fan of rap. Okay. Um, I never, you know. But what's funny about rap is I never got into gangster rap. Hmm. So I like old school rap. Run DMC, LL Cool J, Fat Boys, any of that type of stuff. You know, really good. Maybe it's because of the drums. Really good drum kick, and and some good rhymes on top of that. And and you got me. Um, but even before I knew that I really liked rap, there was this radio station, and they had this spoof song that they used to play. And I wish I knew what the radio station was, but they had the uh, when Ronald Reagan was the president, they had uh, some guys rap like Ronald Reagan. It was a Ronald Reagan rap. The Rap and Ronnie. Rap and Ronnie. That's it, right? Maybe I need to go find that song on YouTube or something like that. And so, it was around Christmas time, and my dad's like, Hey, what would you want for Christmas? And I said, I want the Ronald Reagan rap. So, and my dad kind of told me this story, and I, and, and to this day, I still kind of envision how this came, came down. So here's my dad, you know, he he loves music, but he would he you know just like you talk about keeping up with the times right. of stuff. And don't get me wrong, or he's he had some really cool tastes too, where he caught um, on some things. But I can just imagine at this time with kids not staying up current with music, walking into was like Spencer's or whatever right. one of those music stores Specs, were, right? I think maybe. Specs, Specs or whatever, yeah. and and probably walking up to this lady and going, yeah. um... I'm looking for this Ronald Reagan rap because when he told the story back, she's like, you know, she, it was probably one of those classic '80s like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> and so she directs my dad over and says, "Well, this album over here is popular with the kids," and it was the the cassette tape with the airplane crumpled over on the side and within the mirror you saw if you put it in the mirror it said eat me on the side which was beastie boys <laughs> license to ill so my dad bought the beastie boys license to ill tape on accident by some recommendation i don't know if maybe she did that because you know he was annoying her or what was going on but so i got this tape and let me tell you i ran that tape to the ground <laughs> So that's how that's that was so Beastie Boys License to Ill was probably the first the first album that that was that I got. I didn't buy it with my own money. I could I I probably can't remember what the what it was. Um but that was that was the the album. Yep. That is an interesting core or tie in Reagan and the Beastie Boys. So Yes, Ronald Reagan Beastie Boys. That's okay. uh, that's how it happened. <laughs> So when when the Beastie Boys are listening to this podcast, it was all because of Ronald Reagan's rap. So if it wasn't for Ronald Reagan, he wouldn't have had a fan there and uh, and Kirk and the Beastie Boys. So now that that's in so yeah, that was what eight well eighty six seven something like that or eighty five or eighties yeah yeah okay yep so eighty something eighty something yeah there you go. (laughs) But before that, it was all about Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
But now I'm all about Prince. Like, before it was like, oh, you know, you'd have that, like, World War with Michael Jackson right. and Prince. And I think it's just, it's it's a maturity of it. Like, before, Michael Jackson had a little bit more accessible songs. Yeah, a little bit they more They were just poppy. a little, little poppier, yeah. catchier. Prince, not so much. But now, I'm like, I'm, I'm like a Prince head now. I just, like, every time we try to, you know, try to join a, uh, a cover band and they're into 80s music, I'm like, Prince, we gotta play Prince. <laughs> How cool would that be? So speaking, that's a, I guess that's a good segue there. So you got any current uh, musical projects or irons in the fire? Or well, we talked about so. this before coming over here. I'm probably in the same boat you are, where um, I came. I was come, you know, at the beginning of the year. I was feeling pretty confident. I had two bands that I was starting to play with. One was um, rekindling uh, with a band, Baruz, with original music. And then uh, picking up with um, uh, another band that I played a couple of years ago with, and kind of re-getting back together, which we dubbed Spicy Butter. Okay. Um, and the uh, both of them are still, you know, hanging out, but they're let's just call it Amber's. Okay. And we'll see how they go. Um, but again, when it comes to to playing, I, mean, I love playing music, but you know, definitely am not looking to make it a job. I just enjoy it. For the the love of it, right, right, yeah, we definitely, uh, yeah, until until the big record contract or millions of dollars come come your way or most people's way that you know, yeah, if you've if you've got a uh, and this very established thing, you know, you definitely are not going to run off to go join the circus. We're gonna have to get so. we're gonna have to get that cover band back so, or not the cover band. We're gonna have to get the band back. Ron and the Thundercats. Thunder, that's right. That right. was yes, uh, uh, yes. We're well, Ron and the Thundercats. I know that the world doesn't even know what they're. Oh, what that they're glorious missing, night you know, of, right. of Ron and the Thundercats. It's, ama- it's amazing what a Sunday night open mic and a few. What was it before the Fourth of, of July? I think yes. There was magic in the air. Those those magical two songs. That's right. Uh, Ducks on the roof and uh, mojito. That's, that's it. That's all we need, right? <laughs> But we also talked about and and like uh, like I said, if you just joining us or skipped ahead, and as I mentioned, you know, uh, Kirk and I we we jam very frequent on and off, you know, uh, very good friends, and uh, the one that we recently were just joking about was a couple months ago was our dad band. And, oh yeah, uh, Dad. You know, right, so we're. Uh, Gonna just do open mics and just walk in and just uh, like we're on our way. We're supposed to be going to the grocery store and we're you know, our wives don't know we're stopping in an open mic. Uh, yeah, because we did gratitude and that's right. like I said, that was actually turned out pretty decent. That yeah. was uh, impressive. So that's so. right. Well, open mic tomorrow night. Here's oh yeah, there you, go. there you go. There you go. So, um, so what what kind of what kind of keeps you going? I mean, I think you've talked a lot about you know. A lot about your music styles, your influences, your you know things you're doing, but what kind of keeps you going? I mean, are you you know you know some people kind of like you know I'm just music like from from not so much as a listener of music, but more the the, the musician aspect or the creativity aspect where you just say you know what I got a good job I, I don't want to deal with this hassle anymore sell all my crap and then just move on. And... So I've never been too crazy when it comes to equipment and mm-hmm. things like that um i've had i've had a five-string bass electric bass i've had it for 20 years <laughs> and pretty much that's been my go-to. Uh, my go-to 
Um, maybe if we get maybe you maybe if you want to uh, ask me in a little bit because I could go on a side tangent on how I got a free base from a coworker. Uh, a long time ago that probably went and joined a nudist colony uh, <laughs> as he was giving up all his things. Uh, we can go, we can, oh, uh, we, yeah, could, we can bring that up I, here we, soon. We got a full bottle here, so. Um, but I did recently just get a, uh, a, um, a Fender four, four string, uh, which has been great because I've always, you know, I got the five string for the diversity of being able to play drop D, but mm-hmm. I've been just, you know, wanting to, to get back to a four string. Okay. Uh, but back to your question, I, it's all about you know right now playing cover songs is more for the enjoyment of listening to songs that i like Mm -hmm. uh so like getting that rekindle of like some 80s songs you know i'm in i'm really into that i don't like playing traditional bar songs Mm -hmm. um i mean i'll do it and i'll enjoy it but for special occasions but i i found that i really enjoy writing songs right now Mm -hmm. um and so like with the birth of my son i wrote like a whole album that i'm still trying to to put together um and then from there i just been been kind of bouncing back and forth with different genres just trying to um build out build out songs and just kind of learn right uh which i really enjoy it gets me i'll just get like an idea and i'm just i'll go at it and um but the problem is is setting up all the equipment and everything. So I just find that I'm on my phone. Right. I'll just use GarageBand on my phone. I'll just record raw. It probably sounds horrible, but it just it helps get the ideas out there right. and just kind of get something something out there. Yeah, and that's that you know, GarageBand, I mean, a lot of stuff is is right. Made made people musicians that you know, and I don't know if it's if it's a, how I feel about whether it's a fair Assessment, and I don't want to say accusation, but you know, you know, somebody who doesn't know how to play an instrument, but yet is made some sort of music digitally, and then has progressed, and you know, and then so on and so forth, right? Making money or star and super whatever. Uh, but you know, I was just telling my son this morning about some of the '80s, you know, the uh, new yeah. new wave music. It's like. That was huge because all the electronic had just kind of the synthesizers, the drum machines, and a lot of that dance stuff that came over in the the new wave. Into so you listen to some of those music, some of that music, and it's okay. Like I said, it's it's it is what it is, but it's also it even holds. To, you know, again, in our opinion, probably yeah. is the test of time to. All right, it's got a good beat, it's got a good drive, and, and so forth. Right. But it was all digital and all that. Now we've just totally compressed all that capability of all that expensive synthesizers and drum machines into a smartphone. You know what? For me, I say go for it. Do it. I love a good analog sound. I love a good digital sound. I love musicians that know their craft and can play and can interact and can compose on the fly. And I love when, you know, somebody's, you know, working on a laptop and can put some stuff together. I think both of them can exist in the same area. I don't think, um, well, obviously, at least right now, I would say the music musicmanship is definitely a more um, a more of an investment, mm-hmm. you know, in your time of a craft that you have to develop. But you know, even if you're on your laptop, you're really you're hacking away. I mean, right. yeah, anybody can put something together on GarageBand. But it's going to sound like anybody can put something on right. GarageBand. So to be able to put put something out that sounds different, 
I think that's really what it comes down to is that the, that certain thing in your ear that really you can uh, you can like align to, right. you know that's that's the magic of it. And so where it comes from, uh, it it doesn't matter. I mean, I find that I do some electronic like I'll try to do like electronic thing, and then I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then I'll try to learn it on my acoustic, right. or I'll learn something on my acoustic and I'll try to do it on a keyboard. So it's like it's kind of neat. It helps kind of bridging between the two and right. trying to learn new things and do things that you wouldn't necessarily think you would you would right. do. And I, I, you know, total a segue is you know, is what everyone is always amazed by somebody like a Trent Reznor, right? And I think oh he, yeah, he's right? awesome, right. yeah. And he's he's done the musicianship thing, but then also has done taking it to that digital, right? I mean, how cool is it that he's got? So he's got a Oscar for scoring um, the Facebook movie, mm-hmm. right? And then he's got two country awards. One for, was it the... For Hurt. Uh, yeah, one for Hurt with Johnny Cash. And then the new one, he um, they took his uh, open open source with his um, the banjo. And um, the one with... Uh, oh, Old Town? Old Town, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so he got he got another award on that. Yeah, so I mean it was a free open thing, but they still right. have to give him cred for uh, for putting that out there. I'm like, that is really cool. Nope, I yeah, love right. No, nope, not many people would probably know that because they're probably if they're if you were probably a Nine Inch Nails fan, and again in a very uh, you know kind of tunnel focused on certain genre, and then not realize well, Trent, you probably. Same Trent, are we talking same Trent Reznor, right? And it's probably very. Surprising. By the way, that album was really good too. It wasn't very, uh, it wasn't very advertised or very public album, but that was a very good album that he put out. Uh, the one that I can't remember, it's not with teeth. Um, I don't think. I'll have to look it up. All right, we need your we need your son here to look up That's things right, for need, us. Uh, so, so yeah, so so uh, <laughs> so we are hiring for many open positions. Can't pay a whole lot, you know. Can probably pay in uh, rum, but. Uh, yes, yeah, so we definitely. I think we we could upgrade eventually in an in-house band would be great too. If we yeah, there you go. Had, if we had the roots here and we could play a little jazz while you were talking about jazz, that would be pretty cool too. Um, so, so I say I say uh, why don't we do an intermission? Sure, we'll and uh, and we'll get some more ice and yep. then uh, come okay. back for uh, for some good. more. Sounds good. We'll go ahead and take take a little break here. We'll be right back. And we're back. So we Aww. left off here. Uh, we took just a quick little break there. Uh, got some ice. Got some ice for our uh, nice uh, Mexican rum, Charanda Blanco. You're up. Sorry, I'm definitely butchering <laughs> it wrong. Um, not very, you know, I thought my you know, speak and spell hook on phonics would actually have worked out, but apparently not. But it's actually a nice looking bottle uh, there. So Yeah, it's uh, been it's been very good. Yeah. So we're back here uh, with Kirk Cicillo talking about our uh, music, uh, his some of his background, his influences, how he got, you know, into music, uh, some of the styles. Everybody's gonna shun me now. Interesting stories, you know, he's talked about you know, and you know, appreciate some of the personal aspects too, you know. Um, so I think let's, uh, maybe we'll start wrapping, wrapping up things here. And I guess the big questions are is, okay, concerts, right? So what are your, what are some of your fond memories of a concert, uh, that you may have been when you were younger or just last week or so what, what was probably your most 
memorable concert you've been to, concert show, we'll call it that, because I know festivals and things you know, kind of can be different. What is your uh, one that you probably were very surprised to go to and turned out to be something that you weren't expecting, good or bad? Right. And also, uh, which concert or which musician artist would you would like to see that you haven't seen? Whether uh, and, I, and I'm going to say is not somebody who has already passed, right? Because I think that's the easy. There's a lot to pick from. Oh, I already got it. It oh, came okay. right to mind. Oh, I've okay. already been looking. Oh, okay. You know, again, may or may not have had uh, consumed some wine or something like okay. that. Seal. Okay. I've missed out. So I, you know, again, shunning me from the music society of, of uh, traditional music. So you want to be kissed, I am a, kissed by a rose? I am a big Seal fan. Okay. Um, have always been. Interesting. Uh, and so I have every once in a while I've hopped on and tried to look for when Seal is going to come to town. Because I had, I missed out on a huge opportunity with Seal and Lenny Kravitz. Ooh, okay. And I backed out on it. And uh, I've been kicking myself ever since. I've been able to see Lenny Kravitz, which is in my top ten concerts that I've been to. I mean, that guy uh, can wail on the guitar. Um, I was able to see him uh, play in West Palm Beach with the full brass behind him. Mm. So he had saxophones and trumpets and everything like that, which was really cool. And then, at the end, Prince came in. And so he played with Prince at the end, which was like a special treat. Oh, wow. So that was really cool. And I would put the same, um, the other surprising, like with the guitar wailers that I love is like uh, John Mayer, okay. believe it or not. Uh, he put on a great concert. I remember he went through his acoustic, like all of his acoustic love songs. So you have like all these, yeah. these ladies that are there for John Mayer. Yeah. And he basically took all of his seven hits, merged them together into like a three-minute song to get him out of the way, <laughs> and just played and and jammed and wailed on that Fender wow. guitar Stratocaster, and it was just awesome. So you liked it, but all the folks that were there, to yeah, sing, yeah, they I mean, probably well, <laughs> all the hardcore like people that really listened to John Mayer right. probably enjoyed it. All the people that listened to him through like MTV and like on right. the radio really thought the concert probably sucked. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so my first concert, I'd have to say, I was, uh, I, you know, I wish I could say I went to Lollapalooza and, and all that, but, uh, but it was in college. Um, so it was a decent band mm -hmm. that started off with. So it was Green Day, actually, oh, okay. was the first right. band That's... that I went and saw. Yeah, so uh, missed out on the whole Lollapalooza. And uh, for you know, first couple of weeks into uh, you know into college in Orlando, and the guys were like, "Hey, we're gonna go check out uh, Green Day." So I was like, "All right, I'll come." And uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, it was very memorable because I remember them not having a full set list, so the, the antics in between the songs they Just like to fill. oh yeah to fill. <laughs> It was at least like two to five minutes per song that they would just fill the dead space before they went into uh, into funny. a song. So saw a lot of cool bands there. Um, let's see, uh, what are some of the other bands? Um, you know, of course, Metallica is always great mm -hmm. to see. What's so funny about Metallica now that I love is that everybody, every other band, people sing to the choruses. 
but Metallica fans sing to the guitar riffs. <laughs> it's like the only band, I can't think of any other band where like everybody's there like, all right, we're going to do the guitar riffs. You know, so it's, so that's pretty cool. I always, Metallica is always a good one uh, to go see. They always put on a good show. Uh, Like we talked about with Korn, wife and I, we splurged. It was my birthday. We got front row tickets to go see Korn and Alice in Chains. That was, um, that was pretty cool. Uh, But you know what? Most memorable concert Mm -hmm. is probably not one that you would think. Okay. So uh, I'll tell the story. Since since both of us are involved in this, uh, this works out. Oh boy! This is the we taco have... story. So one night, Paul texts me and says, <laughs> "Kurt, I gotta go up to Stewart. I got some friends that are playing in a cover band, and I'm gonna go go check it out. You want to come?" I'm like, "Ah, nah, I'm not. I don't really want to go up to to Stewart to listen to a cover band." So I'm like, "Oh, let me go." Let me go scout around. So I go to Guanabanas, or for those folks that pronounce it correctly, was it Guanabanas? Guabana, Guabana, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> Anyways, that <laughs> that restaurant yeah, by yeah, the place in Jupiter, the place in <laughs> Jupiter. And I look, and they have this band called Broccoli Samurai. I'm like, how can you not want to go see a band Broccoli Samurai? You got me on the name. That's right. So. I text Paul, Paul, let's go see Broccoli Samurai. He says, okay, I'm going to go up, shake hands with the with the band and say hi because I was there. You Uber over to Guanabana's. I'll meet you there. We'll go check out Broccoli Samurai. So sure enough, I go do that, um, hop over. I don't know. There's just something about Uber where you get dropped off and you and you don't have a car. Just it's that, just magical. It's that little magical, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So show up. I think you got there. We were there pretty early. Yeah. Got right. really good spot, like yeah, right front, at, right, uh, right up at the front. And this band comes on, and neither Paul nor I know who this band is or what they're going to play. Just name only. That's Just it. name only. That's we're it. off the name. But there are some serious jam band people there that have like the recording equipment, and you know, fifteen minutes before they come on, everybody kind of floods floods in there. So we knew something good was happening right and then they came on and they played and it was awesome it was really cool and so we did we did that and that was and again that was probably the best concert but then the after show was probably even better because then we went over to uh average joe's which is probably now above average joe's because they've gotten very swanky there Um, the local, local, the local, the local, local yeah, you know, place here in, in town. And right. we saw another band there. I think it was like uh, they were doing like cover songs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so we were enjoying ourselves, and we got out and we said, you know what? It's probably not responsible to to take any vehicles home. And we could have called Uber. I don't know why we didn't call Uber, but for some reason, we decided yeah. to call. Paul's wife. Right. Yep. And she was up because she's 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 usually she's a night owl. Yep. And she agreed to come and pick us up with no problems, which I was like, that in itself is a magical thing. Like, how is it that you know you just want to come pick up your drunk husband and And his buddy? buddy. (laughs) (laughs) But not only did she come and pick us up. 
but she took us took us to Taco Bell by request. By request. By request for tacos. Yes. And I still to this day remember sitting in my house with the lights off in the kitchen eating tacos, and they were the most glorious tacos I've ever had in my life. So that is probably the best. Okay. That was the well, best hey, concert there. I'm glad I was part of it. You know, so. <laughs> and it was, well, it was relatively free. That's true, yeah. I mean, how often, how often just by, just like the name, right? You said it was, it's like packaging, you know, people make products that catch the eye in the yep. store. You know, a name like Broccoli. All right, sure, and in, and 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 for the most part, Guanabanas doesn't typically have bad performance. There, they right? they do a very good job. If you yeah. if you're a music lover, they do a very good job of bringing in the B and C bands to like a festival, right? That you can go and see them for free, right? And versus having to pay for a full festival. And price. we've seen Heavy Pets there quite a few yes, times. Yes, which know, is another. Um, see that my wife's going to kill me because I probably didn't mention that the going down to Key West and seeing the Heavy Pets okay. play at the Green Parrot is up there. Uh, <laughs> it is definitely up there. I think probably what puts uh, Broccoli Samurai up above is the, tacos? is the tacos. <laughs> okay. The shock and awe that we actually got picked shock up. Shock and awe and tacos. <laughs> that it was a very fun journey. There was no ill no, will. Right, yeah. Yeah, she, she, was, she was joking right with us and, and even right. to this day she you know she'll bring up the tacos. That's right. So. It's always there's always a story, right? Yep. That's what yep. we say. So alright, so I think we're we're almost got wrapped up, but I'm gonna have to ask because you kind of peeled it the onion back a little bit about this base and the you know something about the nudist colony and you know and yes my my know, free base your free base sorry. not yes. not to be confused with the other free base yeah not to be other. confused with drugs yeah yes. don't do drugs drugs are bad so i i had a co-worker and his name we'll just call him jack right regular name uh worked on a project with him great guy uh he was into music he um, recorded a couple songs. He was trying to make it big, you know, but uh, fell back on on his day job and kind of was doing his thing. And his mom passed, and you know, it hit him. But for some reason, it was it was a kind of a weird experience because as soon as he as soon as her his mom passed, he decided that he was going to let go of all of his worldly possessions. And him and his wife were going to go off and join a colony of some sorts. And we all rumored that it would had to be a nudist colony that he was going to. So Jack renamed himself. One day I got an email that says, my name is Pierre Lison. And I would appreciate you all, you know, referring to me as Pierre Lison instead of Jack. And we're like, okay. So he did that. We talked, you know, we still were great co-workers and um you know and he knew that i was a, a fan of music and so i bought i think i bought his um sure sure mic off of him his four track recorder mm -hmm. and i walked just one day walked into the office and here's this bass just leaning up against my office chair and it was a, a japanese west west tone bass four string 
he put EMG pickups in it, uh, put a, uh, a tail bridge on there, like upgraded tail bridge in the whole nine yards. And uh, he gave it to me. He just said, here you go. Uh-huh. And so I still have it. I can't get rid of it. I, I, I've tried to... I've tried to play it. I've tried to have my daughter play it. I've had to. I've taught my wife to play it. I'll probably teach Ryan how to play on the thing. It's just. It's. It's a beast. Like that E string is just crazy. Um, but you can't sell something that you get. You oh. know, like a somebody yeah. that gives you something like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, as I play it, or every, every time I look at it. I just imagine he's off in some nudist colony with his wife out in the middle of the United States somewhere. Gave up all his worldly possessions. And that's and, and that's, so that's it, yeah. And that's the beauty of right of a lot of these things. There's always a story behind something, right? And there's always that interesting, the human aspect of it. And you know, then uh, that's that's a great, you know, again. So I'm not giving up any of my guitars, by the way. You're not, I'm giving, not giving you any, you any guitars. No, no worldly possessions. I am not going on a new colony. No, yeah, no, yeah, that's yes. right. I don't, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. As long as you don't come, you know, go invite. But if you want to give yeah. up your drum kits, just oh, let okay, me know. Yeah, yeah. So I, well, I know you. <laughs> I got one of your drum kits. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I I think this has been a great first our first podcast here our first episode of drums and rums i think there's been great conversations about the different stories about kirk's uh you know some of his history is where he's come from a good friend of mine again um again we'll we'll eventually probably get to some sort of project at some point uh as well as you know again a really good friend of mine you know that i you know near and dear uh so i think it's probably been a really great first up you know for, uh, for a really great first podcast and uh and again you know sharing this bottle of uh yeah thanks man you know, yep, cheers cheers yep yep it's been sharing, fun sharing this bottle of mexican uh uh rum and there's certain you know aspects of this rum where it's a single blended rum it's uh the state-grown cane juice is distilled in copper pots and 50% molasses and distilled in a modified French-style column still. The sugarcane is uh, grown at about 41, about 4,000 feet above sea level. So there's certain things we talked about it where, depending where you are, you're growing your sugarcane in red volcanic soil. So there's certain things about the soil. I'll have to say it is a very smooth rum. So and uh, I am very, I'm very impressed and very surprised that I've been drinking this just straight and it's been enjoyable. So do we think we're gonna need to call the wife Uber for tacos? Yes, I think we're gonna need some tacos. tacos. <laughs> so all right, so this uh, wraps up our first uh, pilot podcast. We'll call it episode one. Uh, the Phantom Menace. Now that's that's something else. Uh, but I really appreciate the time today. I had a great uh, conversation. Some things I didn't know. You know, again, I've, like I said, I've known Kirk for many years, and some stories that I actually haven't heard before, which is actually always kind of interesting and 
to hear from uh, things you know. So yeah, this has been great. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And uh, like I said, there is openings for other parts of the uh, the the enterprise here. You there know, you go. We can have a bartender, the backing band, or whoever else. You know, side man. You know, or the you know Between. the Ed McMahon of the the uh, you know the, the the studio here. So I'd like to thank everybody. So don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We've got uh, drum drums and rums on Facebook as well as the website www.drumsandrums.com check out there for content and we're posting all of our podcasts up to all the normal podcast places you normally listen to and again I'd like to thank you again my name is Paul and this is Drums and Rums thank you drink the drums play the rums <laughs>